0: The one who has the power to give, won't he have the power to know? We are waiting for God to make things happen. But maybe God is waiting for us to perform our action, our karma. Welcome to the podcast, Karma is Supreme. Shane, a real estate agent in Texas and Shane's wife, Johanna, a nurse educator, and now going for the masters. Shane and Johanna are not just a normal couple, but they are an epitome of courage and love. They are change makers who have indeed realized that they are spiritual beings in a human body. This they have proved with their wonderful positive karma. They adopted a girl child now named Naina and welcomed her to their family truly as their own. Shane, Johanna, welcome. To karma is supreme
1: thank you thank you for having us yeah i appreciate it
0: <laughs> <coughs> so shane where did this inspiration of adoption come from giving a child its father where did this inspiration come from
1: yeah so <clears throat> you know i dated johanna back in high school okay. and back in high school my my parents adopted a boy from uganda africa Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we when saw that, that beautiful adoption and just how um, you know DNA is not the most important thing, but really uh, the love, the connection, and pouring yourself out for a child is really what it's all about. Right. And so I saw that you know being revealed through my parents, and then also she has a cousin that adopted uh, a child as uh, two child, children, right as well. And so we saw that and just how beautiful that that process is and and the the what word that speaks to the world that no matter your your the way you look you know no matter uh, what your situation was in the past like right. you can still be family you know you can still be connected and so uh, we felt really led to have that in our house you know we have a daughter uh, her name's uh, Kai
0: yeah
1: and uh, we wanted to show her that hey having a sister is not just about coming from mom but about sharing love and family. And uh, and so we're hoping uh, um, through adoption, and, and that's really where where it came from, you know.
0: Wow. So we can say that your parents played an important role in shaping your thoughts with respect to adoption of a child. Is that so?
2: Absolutely. I would think both of our families did. The culture of love is no bounds, and everybody deserves it. And uh, it doesn't look a certain way. It doesn't act a certain way. Um, and it deserves, every child deserves to be loved. So they definitely grew us up in that culture. And we're very, very thankful for that. Mm-hmm.
0: Wonderful. So so when you um, thought of adopting the child, um, why did you think of India? Okay.
2: Um, so we originally um, were just looking internationally to adopt because that's what we felt led to do. Um, and we did a lot of research, um, especially with agencies that we were uh, interviewing with. Um, and where we were looking to adopt in India was one of the top countries for um, the percentages of orphans mm-hmm. um, with the population ratio. And um, we also looked at their percentage of success after if they aged out of an orphanage, uh, if they weren't able to be adopted during their time um, within the orphanage, mm-hmm. and where that kind of led them to be. And a lot of it led to sex trafficking or homelessness or drug addiction. Um, and the um, percentage um, orphans over there. Um, So that really led us to wanting to pursue India in that aspect. Um, We had never personally been over to India, um, which was very intimidating for us because uh, we wanted to make sure that we were um, doing something that wasn't, Yes, like that, we didn't know we were, we wanted to know what we were getting into, you know. Um, And we've been to Africa, we've been to several other countries, but we really studied India, we really studied the culture um, and fell in love with it. And uh, that's what led us to uh, choose India.
0: Okay. You um, remind me of one of the instances. um, So in 2019, I visited an orphanage. And uh, this was like one orphanage was that of the boys and another was that of the girls. And mm-hmm. I realized that girls really have to suffer so much. And and seeing, um, you know, the condition of the orphanage was enough to tell mm-hmm. me that probably, you know, the trafficking mm-hmm. and all is all a part of this whole system.
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah, and it's, it's really intimidating.
0: Yeah, In yeah,
1: words. right. What's funny is like, uh, you know, I really want a boy, you know, that's something that I've always desired. Um, but when we thought about adopting, you know, we felt really called to maybe adopt a, another girl, you know, to have another girl in our family. And I was like, you know, um, because in, especially in India, we, we know that, you know, girls, when they grow up in, in that orphanage and that situation, it's it's very hard for them, very difficult yes. because of all the sex trafficking and things like that. And and boys, a lot of times get a little more favoritism there. So, you know, I felt really led to to ultimately adopt another girl, and hopefully, you know, our next child maybe we will be a boy. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, you know what?
0: I, I guess that you may want to watch this movie called Gajni. So, this oh, okay. movie is about uh, this uh, medical student, this woman who I I like. I won't tell the whole story plot, but it's very much similar, wherein. She, you know, frees some girls from sex trafficking. And wow. um, yeah, then she falls in love with a guy, although you were already in love before. <laughs> That's a bit different <laughs> there. But um, like sh- you're on t- you're also a nurse, right? So yes. It just reminded me of that movie. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wow, it sounds yeah. like a,
2: a beautiful story for sure. Definitely want to look into it. You have to tell yeah, us to write down
0: the movie once we're dead. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you keep these names nana hope and kyla joy right yeah
2: yeah these
0: are wonderful names i love them
2: yeah so do we um shane came up with well shane when we were pregnant with kyla we were going through names um and um we were just thinking about names and shane was the one that brought up kyla and he found that yeah
1: so yeah so I, i was just looking at some like you know, biblical names and things like that. And there's like a city in the Bible named uh, Kila uh, that means like a fortress. Um, and I was like, well, I don't really know if I like the name Kila, but it's kind of spelt like Kyla. Yeah. So I was like, hey, let's try Kyla. And it, and it means, you know, a fortress. And also uh, the word Kai in uh, Hawaii, because my, my sisters grew up in Hawaii. They went to college there and things like like that and uh kai is the word ocean so we kind of put the name together it means a ocean of uh, a fortress of an ocean wow so it it kind of speaks you know really to how kai is you know she's like a strong very will like like her mom you know and i'm just kidding (laughs) you know very strong you know powerful and
0: beautiful
1: yeah beautiful absolutely and then you know nana you know we enjoy yeah joy was just ocean joy. Yeah, she's like an ocean of joy, or fortress of joy. You know, she she has just a radiance of of happiness and, and love sure. and kindness uh, towards all people. So we yeah. thought that name really reflects and, and kind of speaks to her future and, yeah. and prophesying over her of what she'll be in, in that in in her future. You know, yeah. and then if you want to talk about Nana's name, yeah, Nana um,
2: or Nina came to us with the na- given name, um, and we wanted to honor and respect that, and it's beautiful, and it means eyes, um, which we found out, and which makes total sense because the first photo we ever got of her, she just had the most biggest, most beautiful brown eyes that just stared into your soul. And we were like, that's our our daughter. Mm -hmm. And um, we chose Hope to be her middle name um, Mm -hmm. because she's been through so much and she's such a fighter, but she has always had eyes of hope. Um, She's fought through it alone and now she no longer has to be alone. And um, we wanna be able to give her a environment of hope For going forward, and so that she could always see that there's hope on the horizon. So those were the two main reasons why we chose uh, their names. Wow,
0: I thought that you gave Nana her name. Like it's, it's you know, it's Mm -hmm. it sounds like Nana, Nana Hope, Mm -hmm. Kyla, Joyce. I was like, probably you kept the name.
2: No, that's what we. That's what uh, she was given Mm -hmm. over in I guess uh, in the hospital where she was abandoned, and so we definitely wanted to keep that and honor it. Okay, so
0: Johanna, uh, what was the change in your life? Like, what were your feelings when Kyla came in, and what was the change when Nana came in?
2: Um, Kyla was um, nine months of like anxiousness, ready, growing. I was getting way fatter, you know. My body was changing, my hormones were changing. Yeah. Um, and then when she finally came out, it all was like a release. And I was able to pour my love into this actual thing, you know, that mm-hmm. came out of me. Um, and there was an immediate, there was, there had been a connection that I had been growing for nine months. Um,
0: right.
2: That was unbreakable, you know, as a mother is and a daughter. And then my connection with Nina, um was also immediate when I saw her photo. Um, it was different though, because I had a lot of built up emotions and love that had been building closer to three years after we'd been matched with her. So I was falling in love with photos. I was falling in love with videos. I was, um, you know, studying every video that I got. I watched it over and over again, how she smiled, how she cut her eyes, (laughs) Uh, that's all I had, you know? And you have all this connection that you wanna be able to give. And all this love that you just want to embrace her in, and you can't. There's nothing physically there that you can do. And there's a sense of hopelessness and helplessness because you're tied up in paperwork or your fate's in a judge's hands. And it's it's almost despairing at many times where, you know, um, when COVID was really at the peak and I was working in a hospital where COVID was rampant and I was like, is she sick? Is somebody taking care of her? Your mind just goes crazy with the thoughts and the anxiousness. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, finally when you get the call that you're about to go see your daughter for the first time, it's all those emotions that just come completely to the surface. And then you're sharing the same air as her for the first time in three years. Um, She gets to finally realize these people, who these people are, because she's had no idea this whole time. Your emotions just completely spill out on the floor. Your guts on the floor. You're ugly crying, you know. And this poor child has no idea what's going on. She's like, "Why are these people being so crazy?" You know. And um, it. But the connection's just the same. It's just a different um formation, I guess, of how it's yes. created. But my connection and the love is the exact same for both girls and. Um, how I love them is the same, how I raise them is the same, um, you know, just, and their bond is incredibly strong as well, which has been beautiful to see how they can just love each other unconditionally. Like they've always been sisters.
1: You know, that period when we we're waiting, you know, after seeing all the videos and pictures and not be able to go see her just so that you can see like an analogy, it's almost like if you love a person and you want to show affection, but all you have is their shadow. Yeah, you know, what yeah. you have is is like nothing physical, nothing to actually connect with other than <clears throat> something in your your mind and like a shadow of the person. Um, and we all know like the shadow or a picture of a person is not even close as the actual person.
0: Right. So
1: you know, that during that period, I remember there was times where, you know, she was very emotional. I was very emotional. Just like, is, is she being taken care of? Is she, yeah. you know, is, is she going? Is she suffering? Like. You know, we feel like we're her parents, but we can't take care of her. Yeah. And uh, I felt like, you know, God was constantly telling us, hey, trust us. Trust mm-hmm. me with her. Like she's in my hands and I'm going to protect her. And she's she's fine. Trust us. And so throughout that time, that was really the, the confidence that she was being taken care of and she mm-hmm. wasn't suffering in this orphanage. And when we got there we we felt like the orphanage really did do oh, a good job of amazing. taking care of her. So that gave us, you know, very and good confidence and peace.
0: Yeah. Shane listening yeah. to it, I was I was feeling like um it, it's you know those 3 years when you were like waiting for her uh-huh. it was like the love of god when you just want to have that you know vision of god and then you're not able to have it then you just want it so badly yeah. it was
2: great yeah (laughs) the longing (laughs) yes
0: yes the longing in fact I saw um these videos of yours with Nana and Kyla and I noticed one thing that um their smiles are so similar I was like oh my god (laughs) maybe (laughs) you know what she was probably meant to be here it's just that excuse me it's just that her um, journey was different but she was like yeah, meant no. to be here I like I mean I feel that way but but Johanna you tell me when like she was away from you did you feel that heartbeat did you feel that calling that she's already mine <laughs> yeah, did you see yeah that? no
2: I did and I, I remember I have a journal that I would write in especially when I was um, struggling a lot and I just would remember I would be like I, you just long for what your hair smells like or, you know, how your skin feels. And if you're, it's lotion, you know, or, and I just had this deep connection with her that I felt like I was talking to her, you know, even though I was writing in a journal, I just felt like I was speaking to her or I would read a bedtime story when I would wake up because I know she'd be going to bed so that I would feel like I was reading one to her. And um, I did feel like a deep (coughs) connection. like I was with her at times and I would meditate often just to try to help with my anxiety and I would just meditate and and be with her you know and that's what I would see myself in and um
0: wow. definitely
2: like she, she's always i feel like she's always belonged here like you said the journey was just a little different so you know mm-hmm.
1: what's kind of interesting is I think the word adoption in the western world and i don't know maybe in the eastern world it's kind of the same thing but a lot of people view adoption as, you know, you weren't a part of this family and then now you become a part of the family. Yeah. But if you look at like the biblical word of adoption. It's really talking about uh, bringing you into something you've always belonged yeah. and, and always existed in God's heart. You know, we we all come from from God. We all belong to him as part of his family. We just sometimes we fall away. We go away and God is bringing us back to what we always belonged and that's really what nana is to us like it's almost like johanna gave birth to nana in a spiritual sense you know she's she always belongs to our family and she always existed in our hearts it's just coming to the realization of that truth and coming to that knowledge of wow nana is our daughter just like kyla is you know that knowledge that understanding of of that what true adoption is not not coming To be a part of our family, but always being part of our family, just coming to fruition and the manifestation of that (laughs) truth.
0: Wow. I guess that the world would be such a beautiful place if we not only read the Bible, but also implement it in our lives and take the responsibility with courage and love like you to have Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. such a beautiful intention and thought. And, um, um, you know, when I was going through the videos, I um, I don't know wow. why, but I had tears in my eyes and, and I felt like a very, uh, you know, I can't express that feeling in words. It was something divine that I felt about it. And suddenly this thought came to me that how grateful the soul of this child is going to be for what you have done for her. So this is um, really beautiful. Thank you.
1: And, you know, it's, it's amazing that we we're impacting you so much and other people because, you know, sometimes you get messages on Instagram saying like, Oh, you need to keep this private or, you know, "Nana's going to grow up and have animosity because you're, you're so open about it. But I really hope that, you know, as Nana grows up and she starts understanding some of these things that she'll see that she's a beacon of hope, mm-hmm. that she's a light to the world. You know, yes. uh, the, the message that our family has brought to her and that she's brought to our family. Yeah. Uh, we want to express that to all people so that all people can experience that same quality of life as well. Um, so we're so thankful that and honored that you were, uh, you know, you felt the same thing and that other people listening also can experience that, that same kind of good vibes and and, and love that God has for all people.
0: Yeah. So is, is Nana aware that she had um, different parents before? And now she's a part of a new family. Um, I guess she's, she must not be aware at this stage. Maybe when she grows up a bit, our awareness would increase. And I was thinking like, um, when have you thought of disclosing that, Her, you know, coming out with it and so that it doesn't come out as a surprise to her, and then you know she can take it casually and also be strong enough to answer if somebody um, says anything, maybe in her school or uh, Mm -hmm. even Kyla. Also, you know, Mm -hmm. people will come up with questions to her as well. So, what have you planned for that? How would you give that strength? What would you tell them?
2: Yeah, so Kyla's already. Um, really great at speaking about it and she's so proud of it. Um, uh, we are just like, obviously, Nana's gonna know that she is different. You know, she looks different than us Um, and we're not keeping anything from her. We are educating her as she's able to understand it. Um, We have lots of great, great uh, resources, children's books that raise her in the awareness that love is love. And our journey to you is different, but you're still our daughter. We love your parents for having the bravery to let them care for their child, you know? Um, And we are, training or not training, but educating our girls that some people are still ignorant in the sense of their words. And they may mean something, but it comes off kind of abrasive and just training them, you know, allowing them to give them grace and let them understand that. Yes, she looks different, but she's still my, she's still my sister. Yeah. I'm don't look, I'm not the same color as my parents, but they're still my parents. They love me unconditionally. They're my support. They're my They're my parents, you know, and um, we are constantly raising her in that and growing her in that. And so when she is faced with those things or when she's asked about her birth parents, she can show that she has nothing but love and gratitude for them because that's all that we have for them because they were brave enough to, you know, go through with the pregnancy and they were brave enough to let this child go with the peace of knowing that somebody will take care of her. And that they recognize that they maybe weren't the people to do that, to give her the best outcome. And we're so grateful for that because otherwise, you know, she would have never been with our family. And um, so we want her to be raised in that. There's no animosity. She's going to go through the hard emotions of abandonment and, and just like natural emotions that any adopted child will go through. And we want to make sure that we are giving her an environment where she feels safe and secure and she can openly talk to us about it, or that we can give her the resources to talk to somebody else about it that's maybe been through the same thing. Um, yeah. Because those are gonna be hard issues, um, yes. especially for a girl also. Yes. And as she becomes a teenager, you know, already a teenage girl is crazy. And now we have two. And then she's yeah. gonna be a lot of those issues. So we are just trying to constantly prepare both girls. To handle everything with grace and love, because that's what we're raising them in. And so they can see how we react to it so that they can, you know, yeah. build it, form their own opinions, but also handle it with grace and mm-hmm. love, because we never want to handle anything with less than that, because that's all we want this story in our family to replicate and to show.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think also, to you know, with my brother, Samuel, mm-hmm. who's, who's adopted, you know, from Uganda, uh, he, I think he, they're going to have that connection, mm-hmm. you know, seeing that, Hey, you're a part of this family and age? yet you, uh, he is 22, don't know. 21, <laughs> 22, something like that. So he's a little older, um, you know, but he, so he was adopted
0: uh, at what age?
1: Oh, he was adopted at like 12. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he he's was a little that. bit older of a child. Um, he was fully you know,
0: aware but, of it then. Yeah.
1: Yes, Yes. he was. Oh, yeah. So, whenever Mm -hmm. they, uh, whenever they, we adopted him, my parents did, you know, he was Mm -hmm. very aware that because his his parents died of alcohol poisoning, Mm -hmm. uh, alcoholism, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, he had a very tough upbringing. He was basically on the streets, and Mm -hmm. my parents just felt led. They saw him on a video from our church. You know, our church made a video about some of the suffering that's going on in Uganda. and, And so they saw Samuel. Uh, mm-hmm. living on the streets, you know, having no family and his brothers and sisters aren't taking helping him or anything. And so uh, they're like, that's our child. You know, we want to you know, bring him and, and help him as much as we can. And so they brought him here. And, and so hopefully that story, seeing how Samuel looks so different from, from me mm-hmm. and our whole family. But it doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter. You know, he's still fully my brother, yeah. just like my sisters are fully my sisters, even though we look different. And uh, hopefully Nana can see that yeah. and be confident that when she goes into the world and that people don't see it the same way, you know, because we know that there is lots of, you know, racism in the world. There is lots of uh, things going on that yeah. the world has in their minds. And Nana can be confident and strong and know who she is because yeah. right. she has parents that have taught her and brought her up in a way that, you know, we don't see her any differently, even though she looks different. Yeah.
0: You know what? Both of you. Lovely people. I'm going to send you a book that's going to help both Kyla and Nena to get answers to all these questions. You know, the answers to the soul and all the differences that comes through this body, the color, the religion, nationalities, and they can answer it strongly. So um, I'm going to send you that book so that both of them can read through it or maybe you can help them go through yeah. it I mean, and,
1: and to answer your question even more i mean do you think dana like sees us differently than so, someone else you know what i'm saying as far as her parents goes because like you know dana's she's deaf and so she has a hard time speaking she just kind of babbles you know so she has a she can't really like express to us like in the moment like everything she's feeling as far as us and kai but just the way she acts how much joy she has how happy she is when we walk in the room. Things like that. I mean, I think she sees us just like her parents. That you think? Yeah. yeah, I think so for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, I don't know if she remembers her parents at all, and she'll
2: have to like discover all that as she grows. Yeah, you know? she's yeah. only three, so she's right. still discovering yeah. herself. Yes, I don't
0: remember anything, you know. I mean, they remember only right. up from starting no, the. No, like, I was thinking, it. I was like,
2: I don't remember when I was three, you know. So yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll
0: see. <laughs> So I would like to ask like what you said right now. Did you already know that she was deaf or was it like, did you come to know it later on?
2: We knew she had a lot of medical problems. We had a whole um, packet of what her medical diagnoses were um, before we accepted her match. And so um, a lot of those problems um, were bigger and scarier. Um, She had one sentence on there that said, that she had some moderate hearing loss, but it was at the bottom of a page. So it was noted in there, but it was not the main concern of what we were looking at. So mm-hmm. um, now that she's home and she is given the proper nutrition and settled and growing, that's really the only predominant medical um, issue that we're facing. So it was noted, but it wasn't the front, forefront of our minds. Um, she is very tiny. She's um tiny and mighty, like we always say. So she's, um, about like 24 pounds at three years old and she's, um, about 23 inches tall. So she's very, very petite. Um, so that was a concern as well that we were concerned, you know, is she going to be able to grow things like that? So, but now really, um, being deaf, primarily deaf is really the only thing that's holding her back because, Mm -hmm the girl has bounced and grown very quickly being home. She will not stop eating.
1: <laughs> yeah. When we first, uh, we got like a video of her when the, almost like the first video we got. And, and basically it looked like a little, you know, we were unsure about whether she's going to be able to walk, you know, crawl. Cause she was Sit just laying, yeah. Laying in a yeah. crib and she was just kind of moving around. And we sent it to some doctors and we like, Hey, there's a possible case like cerebral palsy or, uh, or what was it? the yeah, cerebral palsy, mm-hmm. uh, just maybe not being able to move or walk and things like that. And so, you know, we just, we felt led and we're like, Hey, you know, we're okay with that. If, if something like that, if we have to take care of her the rest of our lives and she can't ever be independent, you know, we're, we're, we feel like God has prepared us for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, it's amazing how much she's progressed. Like she's running, she's walking, she's able to move. She just, she, yeah, she yeah. jumps, you know, yeah, she, she just progressed so quickly, When she was in a, a really good environment, you know, being here and, and even the orphanage did an amazing job in India, you know, helping her progressing her, and all those things. So really, like, you know, what Johanna said, the only thing we're, we're waiting for it right now, we just got approved for cochlear implants. Um, so we're mm-hmm. believing and trusting that that's going to really help her hearing. Um, And ultimately, she'll be able to start, you know, forming words and talking and kind of being able to express herself uh, Mm -hmm. through other things other than sign, you know, so we're we're really believe in that.
0: I guess that your love has already um, helped her, you know, get through so much of pain that might be there in her body, whatever ailments that she has, but love has a lot of power. and Absolutely. yeah, and and uh, it's your faith in God that has kept you so strong. And people give up in their yeah. careers, you know, they, they give up after two years, three years, because they're not able to achieve something. And this was getting a new member at your home, and you didn't give up on that for three years. This is a really big thing. I mean, this is definitely the faith uh, and the yeah. love for God that is playing the part in there hey thank you for listening to this podcast give it a five star rating if you liked it you may also want to check out the book that could help your child build a stronger foundation in spirituality this book initially titled spiritual vocab for beginners the link of which you will find in this episode's description do stay connected by liking and subscribing to the notifications wish you loads of love and prosperity for the upcoming week this is your host kashish signing off and namaste